Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Here's Angie Austin and friends. Hey, one of the reasons I started doing the good news, I always tell my friend Alexa Gagné, the director of public relations at the Denver Rescue Mission, that part of the reason that I started doing this is because I used to think back to like the rescue mission and we always did the story on how you needed turkeys at Thanksgiving when I was in TV. And I'm like, I know they do more than that. They, they do more than eat turkey. Of course we do. Um, and I've been blown away, to be honest with you, in the three years that I've worked with you guys on various stories with your people at all the things you do. One of the things you do is the New Life program that helps you know men who've been homeless and uh, addicted um, get off of drugs. Right. And that's one of the most successful rehab programs that I've ever worked with. We just, I mean, we have so many wonderful stories come out of that and successes. It's and you know sometimes people don't graduate, but it doesn't mean they didn't gain something valuable from the program. Absolutely. Well, I wanted Alexa to join me for the good news because she is a friend of the show and a friend of mine and because really her life is devoted to helping others and her faith is very strong and it's fun to have a friend come in and do good news with me. The first story I have, Alexa, is out of uh, Los Angeles, Um, a homeless man. I can't tell if as he's been scarred or in gang fights, but he definitely says that his face sometimes scares people. And you can tell that he's got a lot of scars. I couldn't see the close-up very well. Hmm. Um, but, you know, a tall, um, homeless man, uh, very, you know, like handsome man who had a lot of pride in himself and then somehow just went down the wrong road and really was at his wit's end in, in life. And what's interesting is he was helped by an organization. They have these bags that they give out, and it's like everything a homeless person would need. It's not just like some socks and a Bible. It's like socks, a Bible, a sleeping bag, food, you know, toothbrush, deodorant. Like It's like everything you'd need if you were suddenly homeless. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so here is a little bit of Ezzy's story, because now that he is off the streets, he has become friends with this organization, and now he wants to help the other homeless guys the way he was helped. So here's his story. I just had given up. I didn't even care anymore. I was thinking crazy. This is Ezzy Ritchie. He's a 57-year-old military veteran who was homeless on the streets of Los Angeles. My mom had passed, and I really never gotten over her. Me and her were kind of close. And on top of that, I had lost two sons, twins. Ezzy self-medicated with alcohol and drugs. His wife said he changed, and she divorced him. He tried to recover. He enrolled in college, but a falling out with his aunt, who he was living with at the time, left him with nowhere to go. He saw things on the streets that he says he can't forget. I was on a park one night and ducking bullets. It was like, when you get out of school, you got to find something to eat. You got to find you somewhere where you're safe to sleep tonight. That's when he met Tom Bagamane, founder and chairman of the nonprofit volunteer organization the Giving Spirit. Twice a year, the 15-year-old Do Good group, which has 10,000 registered volunteers, packs survival kits for the homeless. 
everything in those kits will allow someone to survive where they stand. We've had clients tell us that that's lasted them months. Months. Isn't that neat? Wow. Survival kit. That's powerful, too. Yeah, because they are in the streets. And you know, in your work at the rescue mission, you know, it's hard to survive out there, especially for women. I interviewed two homeless uh, teens recently, and they say they take shifts sleeping to protect each other. Absolutely. It can definitely be brutal frightening. All right, there's a little bit more as to why now. He, and I, I forgot the fact that he's a vet, which breaks my heart even more. I hate to see these vets homeless after they've served our country. Here's the rest of Ezzy's story and how he's giving back now and he's giving out these survival bags to other homeless guys now that he's not homeless. No longer homeless, Ezzy's mission involves going out with the volunteers to deliver survival kits to others in need. He tells people he meets on the streets his story. He gives them advice and tries to connect, like Tom did when the two friends met a few years ago. He tells people surviving in sidewalk tents that he's been there and that he hopes he caught them at the right moment in their lives to make a difference. Tom, um, he's my friend now, you know, he's like a brother to me. And everybody that I met in that organization through him, I feel like family. They came two feet below the surface where I was. The Alabama native completed college with a degree in sociology and lives in an apartment through the VA's subsidized housing program in South LA. He says he's grateful and content with his life. Now I'm happy. You know, I can smile, <laughs> a real smile, you know. I can feel a real warm feeling inside. This is the, these are the stories you hear every day at the rescue mission. Yeah. How can you not smile when you hear that, too? I know. <laughs> to have him ch to just, I don't know, to have a completely different feeling in his heart. He said that they had to go two feet, like, underground to find him. That's how deep and low he was in life. Right. And now he's got, you know, happiness in his heart. I just think it's crazy when you see, you know, faith in God and the guys that, you know, you work with, especially at the rescue mission, you know, transform someone we hear about all the time that jesus can transform people but you get to see it firsthand does it ever get old <laughs> never it never gets old because it's i mean everyone's story is unique and significant and it's beautiful what really stuck out to me um was she mentioned connection and how connecting um tom wanted to connect with people it through his organization that is one of the biggest things that even we can do in our daily lives is throw someone a smile and a handshake and really just connect with people, especially, um, you know, people who've lost their family or friends or you just, I mean, you don't know someone's situation, but we're all wired to want that connection. Yeah. And we really do try to do that at the mission with, you know, all of our staff at, um, at the Lawrence street shelter, um, just trying to connect with people and build relationships and tell them that they matter. Well, I see that when Riley and I, my son, when we serve at, uh, at the crossing, another one of your facilities, uh, that the workers eat with uh, the people who are living there. And so right. they know each other. They sit down together. There's a real sense of community. And I remember one of your um, ladies coming in. Um, it was Isaac's mom. Oh, yeah. Uh, Liberia. Yeah, Liberia. Mm -hmm. And she said that it's not anything like a shelter or a place where you, you know, go to seek refuge. She said it's like the warmest, most loving, kind environment she's lived in. And so she really saw it when she was living there as a, as a home, not as um, the crossing where the Denver Rescue Mission runs it. She saw it as a home. Oh, that's really neat. And yeah. yeah, that's what we try to do is just have that sense of family and love and just love people because 
people are coming from some really hard situations and that's why they're where they are. So if we can just love them and no matter if they're going to yell back at us or be upset about something, you know, it's just that's what we try to um, really drill in and train in our staff is show love, show the love of Christ. And I think that, you know, a lot of people think of, um, you know, they don't realize how Christ-based the rescue mission is mm-hmm. and that everyone I've interviewed that's involved with you guys, like that's their heart and that, you know, that the Lord teaches us to love each other and they take it very seriously. And I, I don't feel that faith is ever a back seat in your organization. It's like the front seat right. of your organization. And we, we you know, that's, it's our... Um our mission statement, changing lives in the name of Christ. So that is something that we're always going to put forward and, and not shy away from. We have our, you know, everyone, which I actually love when I first, you know, I'm in PR, so I have to like have things, you know, be official and say the right titles of things and everything. And when um, I was newer, um, I learned that uh, the homeless call our Lawrence Street shelter Jesus Saves. And I was kind of like, why? That's not the name of it. And then I was like, okay, this is even cooler. Like it's, right. it's our cr- iconic cross on the yes. side of the building. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's well-known. It's, and it's better name. <laughs> right. I love that. You're yeah. like, but I'm a PR person. <laughs> I got to be official. <laughs> well, speaking of which that you're a PR person, I remember I got a really nice note from you once and I said, Oh, your card was so nice. It brightened my day. And you said, yeah, I try to do that. And a lot of the guys in the new life program, you know, they work really hard, really hard. Mm-hmm. And so they're in the kitchen and they're cleaning. And you said a lot of them clean, you know, your office area and that you'll write the guys note of encouragement too. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when, um, you know, they do work therapy when they start. Sometimes it's 12 hour days, sometimes a little longer because the goal with that is if they're coming off an addiction or off the streets, it's, it's kind of a distraction. It's like, let's focus on cooking and cleaning or whatever you're doing and not focus on your addiction. So it's, ex- it's exhausting them away it from is. thinking about their addiction. It is. And so you encourage and it works. them with a note. <laughs> yeah. And so um, even one time um, we did an event, uh, a cleanup event around the shelter, a Rockies cleanup for the springtime. And we um, got shirts from the Rockies, actually, some nice cute t-shirts for, um, you know, cheer on the team. And I ended up sending one to one of the guys who helped clean up. Um, but he wasn't there when we got the shirts, and I just made sure he got it. And then he wrote me back a note and said, "You don't know how much that T-shirt meant to me." Aww. And you know, and that's a little thing to me, you know. And but I'm like, wow, that's, that's encouraging, neat. and that's that's what it's all about is all those little things. Yeah. Oh, I love that. All right, I have another story. You know, teachers, they're the hard workers that often get, you know, neglected in terms of, you know, getting uh, the pat on the back. And the Ellen show, really, she likes to really reward people who've gone above and beyond. And she heard about a teacher who'd won $150,000. And guess what she did with the money? She gave every penny back to the school. She didn't keep anything. And, you know, teachers aren't exactly rolling in the money. So Ellen found out about it. And so here's Ellen uh, introducing her and then telling a little bit about the teacher's story. Our next guest is a hardworking third grade teacher who just won $150,000. But what she did with that money got her an invitation to my show from Boston, Massachusetts. Please welcome the amazing Nicole Ballerman. Well, you're just an amazing woman. First of all, I love teachers anyway. It's a very important and underpaid position. So how did did you make uh, the $150,000? First, can I just say, I'm so excited to be here. And thank you so much oh, you're for having me. And you're, you're just such an amazing person. You're amazing. <laughs> you're, you're the amazing one. So I entered a Capital One Facebook contest called Wish for Others. 
and I made a wish that my third grade adorable um, kids could have a book to take home with them over December break. And I ended up um, winning $150,000. Right, so you win. A what did you do with that money? I donated it back to my school. You gave all the money back to your school. Yeah. You're struggling to pay your own bills. And you didn't keep a little bit of it. You gave it all to the school. No, my kids are just amazing. You know, 90% of our kids are low income. Um, some of them are homeless. They just have such challenges and adversity. And they deserve so much. And this is just like a little bit of what I could give them. So she's already getting teary-eyed talking about her kids. There's oh. more, but isn't like, don't you just want her to be your teacher? Oh, she's gosh, so awesome. I have goosebumps. I'm like, oh, she's so sweet. Oh, she is. It's amazing. She loves these kids. And imagine being, you know, you're at the crossing. You've got a lot of families mm -hmm. who, you know, are struggling. And they're living in rooms about like the size of a hotel room there. At, but keeping them off the street. And so these kids, you know, they've done nothing wrong. They've not done nothing to deserve being poor. And as she put it, 90% of the kids are from low-income homes or homeless or living with a relative. And so there's there's a little more to something she did, you know, that was special for one of the kids that's being raised by his grandmother. Okay. And uh, so Ellen gets to hear more of Nicole, the third grade teacher's kindness. So then you have a kid in, in your class and he's looking out the window all the time and you say, what are you doing? He's looking at birds because it makes him feel peaceful. So I went and got him a bird watching book for mm -hmm. kids um, and his grandmother called me and said that this was probably the only thing he'd get for Christmas. Um, so, so then you. <laughs> so my mom and I went to Target and made sure that he, had, he and his sister had something to open because every kid deserves to open presents on Christmas. Yep, they do. It feels good yeah. to be you. Well, like, it's, give it, it away. it's <laughs> yeah, it feels good to help people. It really yeah. does. Um, we have another surprise. Look where Jeannie is right now. Look at this. Watch. <laughs> Those are my kids. Hi, everybody. Okay, so Jeannie is with the Ellen Show, and she's at her school. So Nicole has no idea that they're live at her school. So not only does every kid get a backpack filled with all kinds of stuff, every kid gets a $100 gift card in the school. Oh. Every teacher, because you know these teachers in these in the schools that oh. are suffering financially, uh, they say they on average spend $500 on their own pockets on supplies and such. So every teacher got a $500 gift card. And then um, she gave $25,000 to Nicole, the teacher, for herself, which you know, Nicole, We'll just give it back to the school probably anyway. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so sweet? That's amazing. We need more teachers like her. Oh, it's beautiful. You, you know, I um I did a story last week too on a janitor that works at a high school in uh in Texas and he was on the CBS Evening News with Steve Hartman, who is my favorite reporter. He does all these feel good good news stories like we do. And um one of my friends um his wife works with teachers and she started to cry and she said, you know, I wish that teachers cared as much about these kids as this uh, janitor does Aww. because he counsels the kids and he's gotten all kinds of awards and he takes kids who, you know, don't have a father figure to love them and he cares about them all four years of their high school and he gets these kids to go to college, he gets them on the right track, he keeps them out of trouble and I got to interview Mr. Clark and it was one of my <gasps> favorite interviews of all time. That's he was amazing. Just so wonderful and touching. And uh, I don't know, I just, I just think it's neat when people make a difference in kids' lives. But let's talk a little bit about that, because I know at the Rescue Mission, there's a lot of mentoring opportunities.
opportunities for people to not only mentor the children, but to also mentor some of the adults, the men in the new life program. And you guys have all kinds of needs. So let's talk about that. So again, if you're just joining us, Alexa Gagne is the director of public relations at the rescue mission and my friend. And I thought we could talk a little bit about what you guys do here locally. That's good news as well. Sure. Um, and I told you, I think last time I recently became a mentor myself. Oh, are you mentoring a kid or an adult? A kid, a 14 year old. Oh, how girl. fun is that? Yeah, it's wonderful. It's, it's funny because I had been talking about mentoring so much for my job and I was like, why am I not mentoring? <laughs> what am I doing? So I, yeah, it's been, um, about six months and just the, um, it's just wonderful. I mean, she's a little shy and just the sweetest girl. She's a freshman in high school. And it's just, it's probably been more rewarding for me. I mean, even though I'm sure she loves hanging out, I hope she does. <laughs> but we go to movies and go to dinner and um, some, she's come over to my house and just hung out. So it's been, it's been really wonderful. Wow. You get I've a little sparkle it. in your eye. You do love it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, uh, you know, I just think of, you know, her parents are still married. So she has a, a really, you know, great family. Um, they had just fallen on hard times and um, they've been at the crossing for almost a year. And so, um, and she has two younger brothers. And, you know, I just, I see that um, her shyness and, you know, maybe she's had a little, lacking in development from you know some of they've been homeless before and stayed in shelters and things like that and tr and moved a lot in their lives it's just hard when you you know make friends and then you have to mm -hmm. leave oh absolutely so you know I feel like if I can you know just give her encouragement and love and sometimes I just listen like I'll just let her talk and, and being for being shy she actually will just kind of chit chat about fun thing. So I really, I'm enjoying it a lot. I, I would just encourage, you know, anyone who's, who's thought about it before and been hesitant like I was to just take the first step in applying or finding the information online. And could you, let's say a couple, a married couple wants to do it, couldn't the man mentor a young man and the woman mentor a girl and maybe they as a you know family they could go to movies together and other things like if a couple wants to do it together together uh yes actually a couple could even um uh, mentor a whole family oh, uh, like a family that, of kids that doesn't live at the crossing but lives um off at their own housing so that's another program we have called family rescue ministry oh neat um, i didn't even so, know about that one yeah so we pair mentors with those families who um, are going into their own housing and ah. then um so it's a little bit of a different structure so than a family the crossing. could almost be involved like my family could mentor yes. another family and take all the kids to the movies and take all the kids to the zoo along with their own children mm -hmm. so you can still if you're worried about having family time, you could involve the, those kids from that family with your own family and go to exactly. do events and outings. Yeah. And a great way for your kids to learn about giving back as well. Certainly. And uh, actually, a friend of mine um, just started mentoring, and we both took our girls to go to the movies. So it works that way, do too. It with a friend. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. That's a neat way to kind of socialize yourself. It is. And uh, allow them to, you know, be part of that. You'll have to bring in your, um, your mentee sometime. <laughs> sometime. We'll that see if I can convince her. <laughs> if I, can, yeah, I guess if she is shy. All right. So if people want to also, I know they can mentor the men in the New Life program. Yes. And you don't have to be perfect. You just need to be an upstanding guy who cares about God. If faith is important to you. And you would like to reach out and give a hand up to um, a young man. And maybe not all young 
young that, you know, need to be mentored in the New Life program, getting off drugs. And it's a long-term program. It's a couple of years for the New Life guys. And uh, I know some of these mentorship relationships last longer if you want them to. Once they leave the program, you may have a friendship that, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to keep established. So how do people, you know, volunteer at the mission, mentor people, you know, donate money, help out with serving? How do they get in touch with you? Uh, The best way, just visit DenverRescueMission.org and you can click on volunteer or donate, see what some of our greatest needs are. Um, We're also on Facebook and Twitter if you want to just see what we're up to on a daily basis. Yeah, and regarding, um, you know, you can do something in your neighborhood and gather coats or you can do something at the office where you ask everybody to bring scarves or mittens. It can be something real simple. You send an email out to your colleagues and, you know, you can ask the Denver Rescue Mission what their needs are at that time. It might be soap that month or diapers or whatever it may be. Thank you very much. Alexa Gagne, Director of Public Relations of the Denver Rescue Mission. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being my friend. You too. We'll be right back with the good news. Love lives here. 810 AM KLVZ. Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun. And we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core. And they made a huge shift in their life. And that's what it's all about. Well, you've really guided me in my career, achieving some of the goals that, you know, I had in mind over the last year. You helped me write it all down. If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you? And how do they work with you on achieving their goals, Carrie? So the best way to reach me is just through my website, infinitenation.com. And what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business. InfiniteNation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. Hello, it's Angie. Already imagine it's cold outside. You don't have a coat. You don't have boots. You don't have mittens. Well, that is often the case with the, the homeless. So uh, Alexa Gagne is here with the Denver Rescue Mission. How can we help? You have some needs right now for cold weather gear. We do. In the extreme temperatures, we need coats and hats and scarves and boots and all of those sorts of things, but also blankets, um, any of those things that might be gently used or just, you know, you have an extra coat from last year you haven't worn yet. Any of that could be dropped off at the Lawrence Street Shelter downtown. Excellent. Again, Give us your website as well. DenverRescueMission.org. So cold weather gear, blankets and mittens and gloves. And again, as, as Alexa mentioned, they can be gently used and they need this stuff right now. They have a real need for cold weather gear. And Alexa, give us your um, contact info. DenverRescueMission.org. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Excellent. Thanks, Alexa. Thank you. Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. A thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a thousand dollars. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC and all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, Tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations. 
organizations, churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. So Excellent. collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. 810 AM KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the good news. You know, I bring Mudflap in here and he uh, mocks my music. He makes fun of my outfits and he says, what do you say that my intro music is like the PBS show? Yeah, let's paint happy trees. What's that? Bob? Bob Ross. Yes. Bob, Bob Ross. Ross. Let's, yeah. paint, let's paint some happy trees. Ooh. All right. One of the last times you were in here, I had a fanny pack on or something. I know you said I needed a fanny pack because you said my sweatsuit looked like I was from Boca Raton, Florida. That's right. And I was like 72 years That's old. All that was I, missing. He said I needed a poodle, uh-huh. a fanny pack, and uh-huh. a pair of sunglasses with the uh, the chain connected. Uh, and maybe just a little bit of lip injection. Maybe. Oh, just... okay. With some Botox. Yeah, you know that look. Right. You so need I, that kind of. And like a little bit of a leathery tan. Yes. 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 Like, Which, you know how they go in there and they just throw a saddle down on the counter and go, can you make me look like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Saddle. But I did, um, and I wore I, 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 rhinestones. That's big. Oh, it, that is the, nice. Yeah. The, the bling. But uh-huh. I tried to throw a little gangster in with a, like, Jimmy cap today right, right. to bring my age down from 72 down into the maybe 30s to 40s. Oh, next stop. Yeah. You know those are very popular, those caps now. And really? It's, yeah, very, very, very popular. You know why? Well, I'm trying to be true to my peeps and tr- uh, true to the streets. Uh-huh. Yeah, your, of, street, your street cred. Yeah, my uh-huh. Christian street cred. <laughs> Bless you, my son. <laughs> Welcome to my home. Okay. So. I'll pop a prayer in your butt. You with the prayer, I've got a shiv full of love for you. You want to, yeah, I will stick you. I will, yeah. Do you get our true to the streets talk? Probably, there's people who totally think we're nerdy and people who have no idea what we're talking about. You know, no idea. I, um, I speaking of like your appearances, you know, raising children, you know, you're a dad. I think that sometimes we put on Joyce Myers, who I know you've never listened to in your life, says we put on this front. Okay, so she says, let's say you're home with your kids. and You're yelling at your kids and get in your room. And then your pastor comes to the door and you're like, oh, I'm so thrilled that you're here. Come in. The children are back doing crafts in the back room. (laughs) We're making cookies. She said you have your church face Uh and you have your home face, Mm -hmm. you know, and really you're somebody in between. Right. Right. And so I thought this was I normally I don't feature Jimmy Kimmel on my show. But I have a little Jimmy Kimmel for you because this made me laugh. Now, I did have to cut it down. because Some parts there, out? Yes, I had yeah, to cut a little okay. bit out. Because this made me laugh because I had an incident the other day. And my son said, don't worry, I won't tell anyone, Mom. Because I was going to a speech. Uh-huh. Okay? And we're driving down the road. And you know how bad the weather was a little while back. And... I don't know about you, but my pet peeve is when everybody's on the highway and they're driving and they know, you know what? I could go a lot faster if I got in the exit lane, even though I'm not exiting. Right. And then I'll cut everybody off at the last minute. Exactly. So he With gets, no signal. Yes, he gets in the exit lane and he's not moving. And I'm going 45 and the snowplow behind me is going 55. And it is barreling down on me. And I scream at the top of my lungs and I go into the shoulder and I say out loud, 
And I say, you're going to laugh and think this isn't bad at all. But I go, you are a jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You're such a jerk. But I'm not like yelling out the window. I'm saying it to myself in my car. Uh-huh. And then I'm hyperventilating, apparently. <laughs> and so Riley says to me, he goes, that was scary, Mom. Are you going to stop going, <laughs> when we get to your speech? And don't worry, I won't tell anyone you called him a jerk. <laughs> like it was our secret, right? Uh-huh. So that's the J word. The J word. I did. Well, you know, the one time they said somebody in the house said you'd use the S word, and I said who, and they said my nephew, and I said to who? Who? What was he saying? He said his mom was stupid. I go, oh, <gasps> stupid. We don't use that word at our house. So this is Jimmy Kimmel asking kids about the worst thing their moms ever said, and what's embarrassing is they're pretty bad. So I had to cut a lot of them out, even though they bleeped them. Okay. Okay. So take a listen. This is Jimmy Kimmel, and this is just to let you know your kids are listening. Okay, they're listening. They're sponges. They're sponges. Uh, I decided to conduct my own survey. I sent a camera crew out onto Hollywood Boulevard to ask young kids, what is the worst thing you ever heard mommy say? (laughs) Kids are usually pretty honest about these things, so, well, let's find out what they had to share. So nice, yeah. What's the worst thing you've ever heard your mommy say when she's mad? Stupid. That's pretty bad. Who is she calling stupid? Me. What's the worst bad thing your mommy's ever said? Guys, we're trying to have a conversation here. Will you please be quiet? Oh. Does mommy ever yell? Yes. What does she say when she yells? No. 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 They're twins. No. 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 That is intense. disgusting. Is it going to be on TV? Yes. All right, so I had to cut all the ones because there was a lot of bleeping. There was. So a lot of moms apparently use bad language at home. Yeah, it's the new generation. And the kids pick it all up. And then when you say to them, don't do that, they it's like when you smoke and you're like, I don't want you smoking. You know, or, or when you do something like, they're watching you. Oh, yeah. That's what my parents used to, they, they both smoked, but they would always say, don't smoke. Don't do, do as I say, don't do what I do. That was their always thing. Yeah. That, but that was another whole thing, wasn't it? That generation of, of, yeah, I want you to be better than me, you know? Well, and your parents smoked, let's be honest, they're up there in age when it wasn't even, they didn't even know it was dangerous. Right, right. That's when doctors were on TV going, this is great for your throat. And I remember they used to do it like the late night talk shows. Yeah, They'd be chain smoking, smoking on TV. And drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the good old days. But I think I guess this brings to mind uh, teachable moments, like when you're at the checkout stand and you go, oh, they accidentally uh, didn't charge me for such and such. Your kid's watching. you got to go back in and make it a moment where you show them that you're not just going to take advantage of the system. And when my husband jokes around about, like, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, that's all right, you know, it, 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 the, give it to the man or whatever. Like, And, and he's yeah. joking around. Yeah. I'm like, They didn't no. charge you for the fridge fries. Oh, big deal. McDonald's makes enough money. You know, yes. that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And I say, no, that's not. They're watching. And you and he's like, oh, they're not paying it. Yes, they are paying attention. Yeah. Big time. And so I just thought that that was an interesting, you know, little, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out now, you got me thinking about it, all the, the little things that are bad that – aren't really bad. Like, stupid is a, you know, like they said, st- now we don't use stupid as a bad word. We don't say shut up. That's another one. Yes. We don't say shut up. Yeah, and we but, don't. But we all, no, we do. Uh, well, at my house, we don't. You, you don't? 
no, but grandma does. And so the kids come home and report on her and they're like, grandma told us to shut up because they think it's like a bad word. Like I'm saying, it's a, yes. I, like it's a, it's a really bad thing, but it's not. So I know there's more of those, but I can't think of... Because uh, I always hear the, you know, don't say stupid, don't say, you know, shut up. But I don't want Grandma telling my kids to shut up. But apparently when they get really mouthy, she's from Chicago. She loves them. But she'll just yell to the back of the car later, shut up, you know, and they're, <gasps> I can't believe she said that. Like, they think it's supposed to be bleeped. Well, like when they watch Gold Rush with Daddy and they bleep all the bad words, they think uh-huh. that Grandma should be bleeped. <laughs> and they're surprised when the word actually gets said. Well, what should be used? What word should be used if the kids in the back are- Shush it. Shush it. If yeah. it just becomes so loud at one point, you just have to go. Something has to go. Quiet! Yeah, but I have this one kid that is, like, straight from God, and I don't understand, like, how she turned out so nice. Like, she won an award last week for respect at school, and, like, when the kids are saying mean things in the car, there's this song we listen to, and she'll turn around and she'll go, you guys need to speak life and speak love and speak hope. And I'm like, who are you? She's seven. <laughs> You know, when the aliens come back for her one day as the princess. I know. I'm like, whose child are you? You're so nice. I can't stand it. The other two aren't like that. They have no problem not speaking life and speaking love or speaking hope. Check your surveillance cameras in the house. Aliens might have come in and spliced some DNA. And swapped her. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's so weird. All right, I know that since you're doing a comedy now, by the way, if you don't know Steve Mudflap McGrew, he uh, was a, uh, a DJ for years on a very successful station, won a lot of awards at KYGO in Denver, and then um, moved into comedy again because you've been a comedian. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I had done before radio. Right. So I just kind of went back to that. Yes. And one thing that I thought was pretty funny, because I like to watch your Facebook page because you have no problem offending people, which I'm trying to get more at peace with that. Because now that I'm doing a national show that actually Uh airs here on KLVZ, and if you're listening on KLTT, it's on our sister station. So it's in the mornings on 8, 10 a.m. every morning um, from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. So with that said... More people are listening, so I've got to get used to the fact that some people just... I'm a VW bug with some dents in it, I feel like. They're just not going to like you. They don't want a VW. They want a Mercedes. And that's not me. Like, I've got a couple of dents. I'm a little rusty. My fender's half off. You know what I mean? Like, I am what I am. make a clicking noise. I make a clicking noise. (laughs) So what my husband would say, if it makes a noise, just gun it and hope for the best. Uh, Turn the radio up. That's what (laughs) I always say. Turn the radio up. What's that that noise? I don't know. Turn the radio up. I don't hear it now. (laughs) Me either. I love that. It's a great solution. Uh-huh. You're such a mechanic. But with that said, um, I, I'm too sensitive, and so I'm trying to learn from you that you just say what you think, and if people don't like you and they unfriend you, that's fine. That's fine. And there you are say people that... waiting in line to become your friend. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a, I've never thought about that. You know there's people on your list that have requested oh, you. Yeah, that's so true. Just, I, I am up to my limit. Yeah, just go, uh-huh, see ya. <laughs> I'll take, I think I'll get someone that likes me. <laughs> okay, so with that said... Um, you posted um, on your, your Facebook page that one thing you don't miss about radio, and I thought this was pretty funny, you goes, I am so glad that I don't have to talk about Super Bowl commercials and, and then take calls all morning long about which commercial you liked because that's what you did all your years in radio. Yeah, yeah. I, that used to drive me crazy, that you would spend an entire show discussing bad commercials <laughs> or good commercials, but just commercials at all. They're not even paying you. The advertisers nice. of those products aren't even paying you Which, to be talking about that product. Wait, can I add into your rant? Um, I also am annoyed that when you go to look at the good Super Bowl commercial that your friends have told you about, they actually make you watch an ad before you see the commercial. 
And right. I'm like, wait, if we're if we're logging in to watch a commercial, why on earth would you make us sit through an ad which make m- might make us tune out and not watch a commercial? Right. And who came up with the commercial or thought it was a good idea to do that nationwide commercial? Uh, I love, but I'm dead. Yeah, I'd like to climb trees and play with my friends, and I'd like to be a best friend and go swimming. But I, but I, I'm dead. Because I had a childhood accident. Wow. And then they show an overflowing tub. Wow. And you're picturing little Jimmy at the bottom of the tub. Oh, it's yeah. depressing. And now back to the game. And now back to the game. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I think some of the commercials this year are, and the show itself is just was so boring and, and lame. Okay, I thought a lot of the commercials, and here we are doing what you hate to do. You're talking about it, but. I thought they had a nice message. I like the domestic violence when I know it was intense, but I think it opens the door to, hey, this is a real 911 call. I also like the one, what's it like to be a girl, and the one about. You, you throw know, like a girl, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and saying that the girls were like, no, we're powerful, we're strong. I liked that. Um, and I thought some of them had some positive messages. But as far as the nationwide one goes, um, one of my um, columnist friends said, I think the whole advertising team will be fired because it was so depressing. But another friend of mine who owned an ad agency for 27 years said, Angie, you're talking about it. Um, it'll probably save lives. It's not going to stop anyone from buying nationwide. It's getting their name out more. Even though it was negative, he thinks that it was a very effective commercial, even though it made you want to cry you know, and it just maybe not even get out of bed the next day after the Super Bowl. Right. Well, what do they say? Uh, it, even bad press is any press is good press, or whatever that. You would thing, know so. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I poke it with a stick every once in a while. <laughs> okay, I saw. Okay, dude. Wait. Okay, before we get off this topic, because I, f- I found something else on your Facebook page. That's how I found my prep today. I went to your Facebook page. <laughs> um, but there's something else. Um, I wanted to ask you, okay, so it's talking about Super Bowl commercials after, uh, you know, the Super Bowl drove you crazy in radio. I want to know what else drove you crazy in radio, and then I, I want to tell you one thing that drove me crazy about TV. Oh. It drove me crazy, first of all, when I was pregnant, and people would write me no- notes that said, are you um, pregnant again, or are you just eating too many cookies? <gasps> or the other one, that was my favorite. My other was, your wardrobe is not very flattering. And I said, well, I'm pregnant. And he goes, oh, well, in that case, you look pretty good. What? In that case. In that case, okay. And um, so I didn't, I also didn't like it. If you went on vacation and then let's say Sally sat in for you, then you come back and then there's emails. I like Sally a lot more than you, you know. Um, oh, that Sally. would drive me crazy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you're an accountant and Bob fills in for you, right. how would you like it if all your colleagues said, you know what? Well, you were sick, Tim. We liked Bob so much better. You stink. So, like, you're homesick, and then other people are telling you, oh, somebody else does your job so much better than you do. We like them more. How would you like it if they did that in your accounting job? I think that's why people don't uh, stay homesick anymore. (laughs) I I really, I think that's one of the reasons that you are afraid to not go to work because somebody might step in. They might like somebody better. They might, or they just might realize, you know what? We can do it without them. Oh, in the TV world, I think you might be right about that because I had whooping cough and I was nine months pregnant and I still went to work. I was as big as a house. I blocked the whole western slope on the weather map. She couldn't even see the high country. And I was so big and I had whooping cough. And my boss is like, could you please not cough while you're on the air? I'm like, I have whooping cough. It's part of the, the coughing is part of the whooping cough. And he wouldn't let me call in sick because he said we were in sweeps, which is the ratings right, period. Yeah. So he said, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't call in sick, but don't cough. So just stand there and yes. don't, don't talk because that'll make you cough. Stand there and look large while you're nine months pregnant with whooping cough. <laughs> just stand there and look very large. Yeah, just stand you there be the and map. look like the denned VW. You are. <laughs> 
how about you just you be the high country? Why don't you like your stomach can actually be like the Rocky Mountain region? Yeah, you could be the storm. You could just like there, there's a storm moving in over the mountains. You guys remember it's all curved. You know what I mean? Like the storm front's all curved. Yeah. Oh gosh, like my stomach was. But no, you're you're right, and I do think that people need to start staying home when they're sick. Hello. I, like they really do need to. Like I had a doctor a while back that. I, I said, you know, I really need to get something for my throat because, you know, if I lose my voice, I can't work. And he's one of these guys that really believes, well, you don't need anything because that's your body telling you that you need not to talk ah. or you need you need you need to cough. You don't need See, cough I suppressant agree. because you need to cough. That's what your body's trying to get it yeah. out of you. Yeah, and I don't take a lot of that junk either to stop it because it. I thought, yeah. well, that's what your body. And that's the doing. He, he was like, your that's your body's reaction. Normal things that you're supposed to go lay down. He goes, why do you think dogs disappear for a couple of days? You know, when a dog gets sick, they always talk about it goes under the house or whatever, and then it comes back, goes licks its wounds. It's kind of the same thing. Your body goes, you're sick. Go lay down for a few days. Under the house, lick your wounds. And lick your wounds. Yes. <laughs> Have All you right. seen mom? <laughs> I think she's under the house. She's under the house again. She's hiding. <laughs> she called in sick, and I think they're going to replace her. <laughs> All right, so another thing that I found. Oh, but what, what else did drove you crazy about radio? Oh, Is, the, the one thing was always the micro micromanagement. Ah. Uh, the, the, uh, what happened at eight eight oh five? What now? Can you, well, obviously, you know, because you know the exact minute. So why do you want to discuss it? You know, what what happened? Why don't you just... Right, why not just say... Just say... Because you don't remember what happened at 8.05, but they do. they do. Like, 8.07, you said something. What went on right there? And you're like, "Uh, you've been on for four hours. You have no clue what they're talking about. you said at all. Uh, And then they go, well, how about we don't do that again? Well, how about we won't? How about we won't? Because that was a moment in time that has already (laughs) passed. Oh, I love the how about we don't do that again. How about we don't do that again? My favorite was years back when I first came to Denver. The, the general or the news director liked me. The general manager thought I was okay, but then the general manager's wife apparently did not like me on the air. Oh. And so they decided that even though they hired me to be like kind of light and humorous weather woman, they got me from Southern California for goodness sakes. I mean, I wasn't like, you know, from the Weather Channel doing, doing you know, blizzards from, you know, Alaska. Mm-hmm. You know, I came from sunny California. Yes, there was no, I didn't come in in the blizzard mobile 2015, which by the way, that also drove me crazy when they make you pretend that the sprinkles really are flooding oh, yeah. and they have teams coverage and we're live by the side of the highway and we have a blizzard mobile out. The LA camera has a shot of a puddle. Yeah. And they'll like zoom in on the puddle and they'll get like the droplets in the puddle making it look like it's a lot of rain. Right. Yeah. And they'll like speed it up or something, the film, you know, or the video. All right. So with that said, the, the new wait the news director liked me the general manager liked me the general manager's wife did not like me I found this out later the assistant news director told me it wasn't them the wife didn't like you and I'm like oh that's why they were so mean to me for like mm, about six months yeah so they said from now on when the anchors toss to you for weather if they ask you a question or say something funny do not respond to them with humor just say um, I've got to get to the weather I'll get back to you later on that. And so I said, so if they say something really funny and they're like, it is hot outside, just like you. And then I'm like, that is a terrible joke. You know, like I can't say anything back. I'm supposed to say, thank you. I'll get back to you on that later. I've got to do the weather. Yeah. I thought that was the most ridiculous thing that was ever said to me. And I'm thinking, why did you hire me then? You know that I have kind of like a light, you know, Tigger type personality, you know. I'm Tigger. I'm not Tigger? Eeyore. Yeah, I'm not Eeyore. Like, I'm more like Tigger. So hire an Eeyore. Here's Why did you... the weather. Right. So, yeah, just tell them I'll get back to you on that. How'd that work out? 
horrible. I couldn't do it. Can you imagine me having what an opportunity? Did you finally just explode? Not really explode, but did you finally go, I'm, I'm talking back. It's okay. I'm saying it. And you, you know this too, and so did my husband as a director. Whenever they told him, like, change your cam- camera angle to one he didn't like, he'd do it for about two or three days and gradually change back to his camera angle. With me, I would do it their way for one or two days very strictly mm-hmm. and gradually become myself again. Didn't you? Oh, always, always. Going the consultant would, you know, you sit down with the consultant, and, why don't we try this? Why? And you know, I'm, I always say, like, like I'm hearing the music right now. When they would say "We'll be back," don't, 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 don't say that. Don't say that because we're not going away. No, no. we're hey, not. Oh going yeah, away. don't say we'll be back. No, because no. we no. Uh, the other thing the consultant would always tell me to do one was, uh, you don't move your head the way you move it. What? And the other was, get bangs. No, don't have bangs. Have bangs. Don't have bangs. Whatever I had, they'd tell me to do bangs. Like they had to get paid for their jobs. They had to tell you something. Something. Oh, mudflap. How do they find you? Oh, uh, just Google. Google Steve McGrew. Steve McGrew. And I am not responsible for what you find. You. <laughs> we'll be right. We will be right back. Love Lives, 810 KLVZ. Denver, this is Pastor John A. Moreland, Senior Pastor of the Denver Christian Bible Church. I'd like to invite you to join us for the radio program of Denver Christian Bible Church on our sister station. That's 1220 on the AM dial. You can find us Monday through Friday from 745 to 815. Again, that's 1220 on your AM dial every morning, Monday through Friday. And if you think we're having a good time on Therapy Tuesdays, wait until you join us as we walk through God's Word. It doesn't get any better than that. Come where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. God bless you. One in six children in Colorado are living below the federal poverty line, and a precious child is here to help. They are a wonderful organization that is devoted to making a positive impact in the lives of disadvantaged and displaced families in Colorado by improving their quality of life. Come on and partner with a precious child by volunteering your time or donating funds to assist the children of Colorado to succeed in life, school, and triumph in their future endeavors. They're also in need of donations of gently used clothing, computers, sporting equipment, and shoes. Discover how you can help at a precious child.org. I don't know about you, but I love to shop and I love a good deal. And my husband likes it when I get a good deal. You have to know about ARC thrift stores. On Saturdays, most items are half off. My friend Frances Owens, who's the former first lady you may know, also works for ARC and she and I kind of have a running competition. Yes, we do. So what are some of the good deals you've gotten recently? Well, I just got a Dooney and Burke briefcase for $25. They run around three to $400. Perfect condition. I saw an Armani bag in there recently. I didn't get that one, but that was an incredible deal. I did get the coach bag, brand new with the tag still on it. It was worth about $200. And I paid, uh, I think it was $20. Well, I just have to say thank you to the people that are donating these things. Oh my gosh. There are so many amazing pieces you can find. They've got 22 locations, and your website is if they want to find a location. www.arcthrift.org. And all the money helps people with disabilities. So you spend money, and it goes to a great cause. Yay! Hear about our victory in Jesus Christ. You are listening to 810 AM KLVZ, God's love in broadcasting. 
Hey, it's producer Moose here. I love going out and doing fun events throughout the town. We have our lovely friend Terry Fisher with Five Star with all the great information and things that you can drag the family to this weekend. A lot of them are free. Hi, Terry. Hello, Moose. How are you? Doing fantastic. What's going on this weekend? Well, how about this crazy weather, you know, from cold to, to sunny? So. I know. Dress in layers. I wear my Bermuda shorts underneath my, uh, you know, long johns. Well, I, I think we kind of have to. But before <laughs> I forget, I want to remind everyone out there that Valentine's Day is just a few days away. Oh, yes. And if you hurry, you probably, even tomorrow, you could probably get your cards in the mail and, and get them in the mail and go to the post office and mail them this little box. And they all have little things, and they mail them to Loveland, where Loveland is celebrating its 69th year, where you can um, get a nice little stamp with the poem, nice. and it comes back to that person from Loveland. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's kind of a cute little thing if you've never done it. But, you know, people, there are all kinds of things going on in our community. I want to let people know if you go to visit Denver, you can go under and type free events, and you can come up with really cool things like the Preschool Nature Nuts Wintertime in the Ponderosa Forest going on tomorrow, 1015 to 1115. This is for little kids. But moms and dads, if you're looking for something for your little three, four, five-year-old, six-year-old to go do, you can go up to Lookout Mountain and go and enjoy a moment there. Or I'll bet no one knew you could do Family Day at the Opera Ooh. going on at L.A. Calkins also tomorrow starting at 3.30. Now, you do need to make reservations, and I'm not sure if, if people are listening to the earlier portion of this um, radio broadcast, then they may still be able to go out and um, get tickets reserved for free, and they do uh, free time at, at the Opera. And families can go, and they sold out so quick that they added the second show for tomorrow starting at 3.30. Nice. And all that can be found at Visit Denver. And then for those of you who enjoy the charity world, well, tomorrow night we have the Ball for All uh, going on at McNichols, where the mayor will receive an award from the city of Denver. Um, it, it's really a gala that provides an opportunity for those who are in the corporate, legal, government, nonprofit communities um, to share you know, the mission of diversity and conclusiveness. So kind of one of those special things, and we're happy to say we have Hazel Miller in Fat City performing tomorrow night. Love Hazel um, Miller. You know, um, next Wednesday, wonderful Wednesdays going on. We've got Eric West at 10 o'clock in the morning at the Promax Center. Um, these are for children also. Uh, it, it's a wonderful program. I've been doing it for, believe it or not, about 18 years now. Awesome, Terry. Hey, where can we find more information? How can we if find you? If you can uh, find me at 5 com, Facebook, 5 Star Talent Entertainment. You can always call me at 303-635-1210, and there's lots and lots of things going on, so stay tuned for more upcoming events. Wonderful. Thank you, Terry. And if you have any questions about any of the guests you've heard or any of our clients, feel free to email us at angieaustinradio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.